was just um, in the bathroom. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and I was, the reason I was like, I got here at 2.05 instead of 2 o'clock. Sure, yeah. Was that I think someone was watching like Tom and Jerry <laughs> in the bathroom. Because I was hearing like sort of all the classic sound effects. Like yeah. a boing <laughs> and like a yeah. sort of a squeal. Yeah. <laughs> And that's the only, I was like just sitting there on the toilet. Yeah. And was the person in the stall next to me. That's awesome. Like had their phone out, I guess, and they were doing that. And I just like, I was a little entranced. Yeah. Just, I wish I had the confidence to watch Tom and Jerry <laughs> in a public bathroom without toilet. headphones in. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that was cool. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Do we need anything else? Is that good? That's fine. That's probably fine. Yeah. I think that's an intro if I've ever heard one. That's an intro. The worm is the spice. The spice is the worm. Hi, guys. Welcome back Hi. to our podcast, Talkie Talkie. Talkie Talkie. Uh, I'm Taylor. I'm Fiona. This is episode six. Wow. Um, Next one's going to be episode seven. That's going to be a pretty momentous that's occasion gonna for us. That's going to be lucky episode seven. Lucky episode seven. Um, anyways, anyways, so what are we even doing today? I forgot. Um, oh, we're talking about Dune. David Lynch Dune. Right. Because I, over spring break, I watched New Dune. New Dune. Little Timmy Dune, as I've taken to calling yes. it. And then we both decided, let's watch Old Dune, because my Dune. father had told me multiple times that it's one of the worst movies he's ever seen. Right, which of course means we'll lo- love yeah, it. Yeah, which That's I really intrigued me. So we we um, watched that. Yeah, so we'll talk about We're that talk after about that. our segment of segments. Our segment of segments. <laughs> yeah. So what's been happening with me? Um, let's get it out of the way, figure skating. Yep. Um, figure skating's back. Uh, the world championships are happening right now. And actually later today, the Russian Cup is on. Oh my goodness. Uh, my friend Mark will be there. And I do just, I want to address some things that I said last week. Yeah, okay. And some concerns. No, nobody's brought any of this up to me because we have, I think, four regular listeners, and they yeah. are my cousin, my sister, my friend Oliver, my and mom. your mom, and <laughs> none of those people, I think, care. Yeah. But this is like, I guess, I don't know, maybe preemptive damage control is the word I would like to use. So last week, I talked about, you know, Mark, my friend Mark, and how yes. he's been... Yes banned from competing in international events because he's from Russia and, right. as and you because know, he's Jesus Christ and because and he's, he's Jesus Christ the sins of the world yeah but yeah. I feel like maybe the way I <laughs> the way I said it maybe made it seem like I think he's suffering more than anyone else related to this situation I just think I don't want it to seem like I think that Mark <laughs> that Mark being banned from competing is like more is like worse than like Ukrainians being like bombed yeah I don't think that's worse so I did just wanna all right well that's very kind of you, you. know what I mean because sure, I sure. was listening back to it and I'm like I don't want to get canceled yeah you know I, what mean, I mean as someone who's already been canceled, you've already been canceled that doesn't scare me anymore um right it does scare me it a does little bit. you're you have yet to be canceled so right. I understand um 
in a similar vein, I guess. You remember my I talked at great length about the um, Russian ice dancers. Yes. Who I liked because I liked their shirts. Their shirt. They've been hashtag canceled. Ugh. Unfortunately, um, they did go to some sort of like fucking pro war rally oh. thing. Well, pro Putin rally. Generally, that's bad. That's Being pretty in bad. Favor of war is generally in general. Like a bad I think is bad. So kind of thing to be kind of mad at them that's for that. Um, I guess it goes to show that even people who wear really cool shirts can be kind can of be shitty sort of bad people yeah this is you know what i'm gonna say it war is bad war you know what war is bad in one of my high school english classes we read a poem called war is kind oh um and it's it's a clear use of the famous literary device of uh irony yeah because uh, i don't think the poem is really saying that war is kind but there was one kid in my class yeah who we like had to raise our hand do you think this poem is saying war is good or do you think it's saying it's bad right and everyone in class except for this one kid said obviously it's saying war is bad but he was like arguing well no it's saying war is kind yeah so maybe i wonder if they would like that poem maybe they would Maybe they were going to the rally and as ironically, ironic Chester. Yeah, that's possible. That's that's definitely yeah. possible. Yeah. Anyways, let's move on to some Russian figure skaters who don't suck, and mm. that would be Mark, my friend Mark. Mark. He got picked to be team captain wow. for the Russian Channel One Cup or whatever it's called, which is on tonight. Wow. So that's really exciting. Really proud of him. And then the World Championships are also going on. So, you know, I'm back reunited with my friends, Terry, Johnny, and Tara. So now it's time for, I guess, it's like a segment within a segment, I guess you could call it, which, you know, metaphors. We should probably come up with a better name for that. So, okay, we had, let's see, a champagne bubble of happiness. Nice. Yeah. I feel like we've had the champagne motif before. They like that. Uh, And for that reason, I'm going to be docking this okay uh four out of seven okay someone compared someone to and i quote one of those air dancers outside of a car wash that just wiggles and wobbles <laughs> its way through a performance oh like the tube guys yeah the tube guys um yeah i like that that's yeah a, that's a six out of seven yeah melted butter and cashmere kisses yeah yeah for sure uh Five out of seven. Five out of seven. And then this one, last one, just simply reminds me of an ocean wave. Seven out of seven. <laughs> Perfect metaphor. Yeah. I don't think any of these were from Terry, that's unfortunately. He's not really been feeling the metaphors well, recently, I guess. Okay. But it's okay. Still have lots of events to watch. Maybe he'll he'll find it. He'll Hopefully. find it again. Um, and then another thing, uh, Riverdale is back. Riverdale is back. Riverdale is back and better than ever. Um, and they've been renewed for season seven. Yay. Thank God. Um, some people on the internet were trying to convince me that it had been canceled and it wasn't going to get Idiots. renewed again and I'm like you guys are so stupid. I bet they're feeling pretty dumb pretty right now. Pretty fucking dumb. I would like to get I want to give like a quick just sure. quick, a quick brief sure. overview of what, some of the things that happened. Um so Archie does have superpowers now. Oh. Okay. As does Betty. Um what kind? So Archie is completely invulnerable to any sort of harm. Oh cool. Nothing can touch him. That's I'm um, happy for him. There was a whole scene where he was trying to stab himself with nails and it, nothing was happening. Okay. And he like stood on a scale and he was like 193 pounds. I was 165 last week, which Whoa, he said out Archie. loud to himself alone <laughs> in the room. That's what's That's going on good. with Archie. Well, that's awesome. Um Betty also has superpowers now. Mm-hmm. She can see people's auras. Ooh, so she knows if somebody's threatening to her. Yeah, so she can do that. And also Archie's dog mm-hmm. has superpowers, I think. Congrats um, to him. He 
uh, he got blowed up in the uh-huh. last the la- one of the last episodes, uh-huh. and he broke all four of his legs, but he healed huh. like in a couple of days. Oh, well, that's great. So that makes me happy. Yeah, the connecting tissue between all these things mm-hmm. is all these people were in Archie's house when it blowed exploded. up, exploded. Yeah, blowed up. <laughs> and <laughs> so the three of them got superpowers, and j- poor Jughead um is deaf now. <laughs> no, he can't hear anymore. Head. Yeah, so I'm hoping maybe that'll turn into a superpower I bet it somehow. Will. Like I it bet will get will. enhanced, like sense yeah. of smell and yeah. vision that and taste. Awesome. or whatever um wow but so far yeah kind of gotta be hard for him kind of sucking shit for him yeah. um cheryl is possessed again mm-hmm. okay um cool she's been practicing witchcraft nice um, Very cool what else happened i think hiram died oh no yeah veronica ordered a hitman to kill him uh-huh. and then she tried to call him and be like wait no please stop no i don't want him to die but he was like too late i already did it whoa so he might be dead he might, he might dead. not be dead yeah no one really knows for sure there's a gang war that's mm-hmm. about to start yeah. um gay kevin was gonna go like he was gonna go to new york to try to be on broadway of course because he's gay but now yeah but now he can't because of the gang war Ugh. and that they need him to stay and watch over is Tony's he in baby. one of the gangs no oh he's friends with people who are in the gang okay and they need him to babysit their child while they're participating <laughs> in gang warfare i'm not sure, making that sure. up that's yeah true. that well that makes sense yeah um reggie didn't do a whole lot he was there his dad had a heart attack but then his dad was fine just mentioning him because i know that yeah no you know, I appreciate this is a reggie head production oh um, yeah <laughs> reggie heads only yeah I don't know that anything else happened. Well, the other things happened, but nothing else really of note, it I don't think. Sounds like a good episode. Yeah, it was. season premiere. It was really good. Yeah, and I'll probably update Great. you guys um, next week because awesome. I know everybody cares so much. <laughs> yeah, I think they really do. Yeah. And then the last thing, sorry, I've been talking for about half an hour, I feel like. Oh, wait, I have two <laughs> more things. First of all, I also have a cap now. Oh, yes. It's a yes, nice yes, sort yes. of like royal blue baseball cap, and it does say Riverdale on the front of it in, in like nice, beautiful yellow beautiful yellow. Yeah. And if you're a Riverdale fan, which you should be, you will know that those are the Riverdale high colors. Right. Blue and gold. Of course. So, and then the last thing I have to talk about. Last week, you'll remember I did talk about Pleakley, my friend Pleakley from Lilo and Stitch. And I was doing some research um, to try to find out just what happened to him, which is a thing I've done many times before. I've tried to figure it out in the past and Mm -hmm. I've never been successful. And I wasn't successful this time either. But I was on some sort of um, like forum of people talking about it. And a Pleakley forum. A Pleakley forum. And I did find a poem that someone had written. <laughs> um, this is from, it appears a person named Burma Shave. That's what they've attributed nice the poem name. to. Beautiful name. And it's from July 14th, 2007. Okay. And the poem, it doesn't have a name, but I'd like to read it to you. Okay, here it goes. Sadly Pleakley. Looking meekly. <laughs> Color weekly. <laughs> Taken quickly, <laughs> painted sleekly, back last weekly. <laughs> Happy pleakly. That's the poem. I think the context for this was that he got removed and repainted and then replaced. <laughs> so someone wrote a poem about that. Uh, that's one of the best poems. Yeah, possibly ever. I would agree. I don't like poetry, but that kind of makes me rethink that yeah. stance yeah i like i talk a lot about how i think that any poem written in the 21st century can't be good yeah that's just how how it works but this uh is making me change my mind yeah because 2007 was in the 21st century True, was. and i do think that that's one of the greatest poems ever written yeah i would agree uh so thank you burma shave burma shave yeah you, you are a great a, a literary giant yes. in our world yes 
Uh, so that's all that's Great. really going on with me. Thank you for giving us the scoop. Yeah, of course. Sorry that it took t- 25 minutes. I think it was only 20. Only 20? Yeah. That's fine. Okay. So you're probably fine. Great. Cool. Some things have been going on with me, too. Yeah. Uh, so last episode, which we actually recorded two weeks ago. This is um, true. Yeah. I did mention that I was headed to town meeting the following day. Uh, and I was very excited about that. And folks, it was very exciting. It yeah. was a great time for me. Um, I did not end up wearing the Hobbit cap. Um, so I'm sorry I lied to you all about that. But I just felt it was the wrong audience mm. and they wouldn't understand. And I want the Hobbit cap to be celebrated everywhere it goes. Yeah. And I just I just wasn't sure that in the gym of my former high school with 200 people between the ages of 30 and 75 and me... That's not exactly the audience for a great Hobbit cap like mine. So I didn't wear it, but it was a great time anyway. We voted not to let a family of Mormons move into town, basically, (laughs) uh, which was fun. We voted to shore up the old barn that Uh is next to the library because it's collapsing. Cool. Um, so it's a big, beautiful barn and our, uh, we have a big Santa statue in town mm. and he lives there in the off season. Um, so it was important to preserve the barn yeah, because it's Santa's home yeah. away from the North Pole. So that was really great. The one, the one sad thing was that usually there are Girl Scouts there selling Girl Scout cookies and folks, it seems like no one wants to work anymore because mm. the Girl Scouts just weren't there. I don't know if this is, uh, Joe it's... Biden's America. <laughs> But it's a real shame. Yeah. Didn't get to have my entire box of tagalongs at the town meeting, as is tradition, and as I is my right as an American. Yeah. Um. So that was pretty sad. And then, of course, the, a week after town meeting, the next Saturday is the school district meeting, which is basically the same thing. Only you vote on school things. Again, no Girl Scouts. Mm. The girl, no, actually, Girl Scouts were there because they led the pledge of allegiance. Oh. But they didn't have cookies. So Ridiculous. I'm kind of pissed off about that. Uh, but it was still fun. Love love seeing all the friendly faces. Love. Yeah. Um, oh, this is really exciting. So at the beginning, you have to go um, to the people whose job, their job title is supervisor of the checklist. Okay. Um, and they're the people who you show them your ID and you tell them your name. Yeah. And then they check you off and they give you a sticker so you are awesome. allowed to vote at the meeting. And I went up to the woman and I told her my name. And she was like flipping through the pages looking for it. And my name was in bold whoa everyone else are you serious was regular what the hell but not my name was bold oh my god and she was like oh you're in bold holy shit and i was like oh my did god did she explain what that meant and then i tried to ask i was like why am i in bold but she just interrupted me and gave me my sticker oh my god and so something's going on here it's some sort of like government secret right and at first i thought i was maybe the first m mm. in town since i'm ma but I looked again at the school district meeting at the list, and I glimpsed someone before me in the yeah. M section who was not bold. Huh. Were um, you bold on that list as well? Yeah. Wow. I was bold on both lists. No one else in my family was bold. Holy shit. No one else I saw as she flipped through the pages was bold. So I think maybe they've selected me for something. Yeah. So stay tuned on that one, I That's guess. That's incredible. Um, Congratulations. More, more to come. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. What else has been going on with me recently? Oh, well, this isn't really about me recently, but it is about this podcast, mm-hmm. um, and the situation with our email account. Okay. No one is emailing us. Oh, yeah. And I'm mad about it. 
uh, and I want you guys to email. And I even came up with a great thing that you could email us. Okay. What you want us to talk about. Talk about? I episodes. was thinking that as well. Because yeah. basically, I think the format we're falling into is we watch something either that one of us has seen and the other one hasn't, or as in this case, that neither of us has seen right. before. And I think that you, our audience, ought to let us know what you would like us to watch and right. talk about because we're doing this for you. Okay. It's not for us, it's for you. Well, and <laughs> sure. Um, and if we're going to serve you to the best of our ability, we need to know what you want. And yeah. we also need to get emails. Right. For our own sake. Right. So if you have good ideas, but also please email us even if you have bad ideas. Yeah. Because then we could bully you right. on the next episode. We would love to do that. So please keep that in mind. Um, and I do have one more thing. I have a, a mini segment planned. Okay. Um, called My Favorite People Who Are Legally Allowed to Drive. Okay. <laughs> My first one is Ryan Drive. <laughs> Ryan Gosling from Drive. Right. He's a he's a good driver. It's his job to drive. And any other things that he does in that movie are not his fault. Mm-hmm. And he shouldn't be held accountable for them um, because it's other people's bad behavior that causes him to do you know, hammer bullets into guys' heads with whatever. It's not your right. business. Um, so he's number one. Number two, taxi driver, mm. Travis Bickle, mm-hmm. played by uh, Robert De Niro, mm-hmm. one of the great short actors of Hollywood. <laughs> he wears a big green coat like I do. I was him for Halloween. And he's a great driver um, through the, you know, mist and rain-slicked cities of New York City. Yeah. Um, and again, he also needs to be excused for any of the things that people often accuse him of okay it's, he did nothing wrong okay great he's one of the greatest men who ever lived number three jimmy stewart's character in vertigo okay and in i feel like a bunch of other movies i just like how he wears sort of a 50s style hat yeah. sort of tilted down over his face and has a sort of funny eyebrow look that he uses when he drives and i especially like the way that um you can tell he's driving because of the way the scenery is moving in the window behind him in the car number four is roy orbison as depicted in the song i drove all night cool which is as you might guess about driving yeah sure um so i don't know that he is legally allowed to drive but i he's at least capable that he he is allowed to because he's driving all night and he does reach his destination uh, so he's number four. And my number five favorite person who's allowed to drive legally is me. Yay! I got my license. I was... Okay. This is going to be a little bit of a story. That's fine. The first time I went to the DMV to try and get my license was this past summer. And um, a very... A, the sort of guy who probably has a Facebook profile picture, a uh, selfie of him in his truck with um, sort of shiny metallic blue mm-hmm, sunglasses, mm-hmm, reflective... Mm-hmm. He was the one who came out to uh, administer the test. And he, he, you know, they make you put on the brakes and the turn signals sure, sure, and yeah. stuff beforehand. And he said, all right, put on the brakes. And one of the brake lights was broken on the car. So he said, the test is over. He sent me home. And I cried. Um, and then I went back again. And it was the same guy. And this time the brake light did work. But we drove around. And I thought it was going fine. I mean, I was really nervous and stuff, but it was going well. I know know the area. I felt I was, like I was doing good. And then we got to a red light. Mm. And I I don't like turning right on red. My my opinion on this is if red means stop and green means go. Right. And yellow means and yellow slow means down. Careful. Yeah. So I, I don't think that should be a rule. I don't think there should be situations in which you see the red light and you go anyway. Okay. But I was nervous and because he's kind of a mean, sort of nasty seeming guy... I was like, oh, he probably 
wants me to go and he'll bully me perhaps yeah. if I don't go. And so I, I was sort of inching out to get a better look and I noticed a car coming. But before I could, you know, stop slowly inching, he yelled at me and he said, stop. Mm. And then that counted as him taking control of the vehicle. Really? And the test was an immediate fail. That seems like that. kind of bullshit. Yeah. So that sucked. But then just this morning, I went to Epping, New Hampshire yep. and I did the test again. With a very, the kindest old man in wow. the world. He was very, he had a very large belly. Mm -hmm. um, he reminded me a bit of Santa Claus. Mm. If Santa Claus smelled faintly of cigarettes. Mm -hmm. he, maybe he does. Yeah. I've never met no him. No way of knowing. He was just so nice to me. And his name was Mark. So we both have really good friends named Mark. Oh my God. He told me I have he multiple great friends. Everybody who named Mark who I've ever met, one of the greatest people in the world. It's a, it's a name my that coworker, they give to good people. My favorite coworker, this 65-ish-year-old like -ish year old yeah. man, is, he's my best friend. His name is Mark. Yeah. It's so. just a, it's a good name yeah. for people to have. Yeah. Uh, and so Mark and I talked about a lot of stuff. We talked about how um, sometimes homeless people stand outside of Lowe's and play their guitar and Mark mm -hmm. really thinks they should just get a job. Oh, cool. Uh, maybe take a shower, get a job. Great. And I was like, yeah. So. So true, Mark. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, it was really great. And then I passed. Um, so now I can join the ranks of uh, my favorite people who are legally allowed to drive. It's a huge, huge congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. I feel like if I had been with that man who was your first, yeah. you know, the yeah. sunglasses the man, nasty one. I think he probably would have failed me. I passed he my first try because I think I got maybe lucky. Um, I had some bald man who I was scared of him. But yeah. But I did, and I've told you this. Yes. <laughs> I did. So I was driving, right, as you do, and we were coming up on a, like a railroad track, mm -hmm. right? And I couldn't remember for the life of me if, because there's certain railroad tracks you have to stop for, and there's certain ones you don't, you just go. Right. You just go right, right. ahead. I couldn't remember what the rules were for that. Sorry. Um, it's not your fault. And so I was trying, like, I was I was driving and the, the railroad track was getting closer. And I was, like, just trying so hard to figure out, like, should I stop or should I go? Do I stop? Do I go? What do I do? I don't know what to do. And I could not make a decision. So what ended up happening was at the last, the absolute last moment, I decided it's better to stop than not stop. Because, yeah. you know what? If I stop and I'm not supposed to stop, maybe he'll just be like, she's being cautious. Right. Great. Right. But it, what ended up happening was because I made that decision so late, I did end up stopping directly in the middle of the railroad track like the exact immediate center of my car was over the railroad track and I just sort of like <laughs> I didn't know what I didn't know what to do and he like had no reaction to this um and so I just kept going and it was fine um I think maybe he should have failed me I don't know yeah but I mean there was no train coming. There was no train coming. If there had been a train coming, I would have stopped. Yeah. So um, that was my situation. Yeah. But you did it. I did it. And now we can both drive. Yeah. And so. the other the other thing about Mark is at the end, he when we pulled back into the DMV, he, he said, and I quote, I got to tell you, I don't know how you failed when you took this in Concord. Wow. And I said, me neither, Mark. And then I said something sort of about a certain someone who maybe was a little mean to me. Yeah. And Mark was like, you know what? We hear that all the time. Really? He said, that guy in Concord fails everyone. Oh, my God. And so many people come over here when they should. They're closer to Concord. And they take the test here because he's failed them in unfairly. And even driver's ed programs are telling people not to go to Concord wow. to take their test because that guy is so mean and nasty. I think that shouldn't be allowed. They should fire him. So I'm going to use this public platform yeah. right now to say if you are the mean, nasty man in Concord and you wear those shitty sunglasses and you have a shitty goatee and you have a bad attitude, mm -hmm. you should be fired. 
And if you're a listener who doesn't have your license and lives in the central New Hampshire area, don't go to don't Concord. go to Concord. Uh, it's not worth it. Go to Epping. Go find Mark. Yeah. Maybe you can change his mind about the homeless. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't really up to that when I was feeling very nervous, but I was uh, a little concerned. Yeah. If you're braver than <laughs> us, maybe you can change Mark's mind. Uh, yeah. So that's what's been going on with me. Wow. Awesome. And that's the end of my mini segment as yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we do have we do have another segment that we're introducing for the yeah. first time, oh, but yeah. we're going to save that for the end. I am so excited for it. I think it's going to be a real hit, and I think you should stick around and wait for it. But, but now until it's time then, for the main event. Right. Which is David Lynch, Dune. Yeah. 1984. Correct. Which takes place in 10,191 It AD. does. <laughs> it does. So before we start, yeah, this is a, a, a film that pretty universally people hate as we said earlier that made us think we're gonna love this movie um and i speaking for myself i was right yeah i love this movie i've watched um i've been keeping track of all the movies i watched this year yeah and rating them out of five stars on a, a terrible evil app that i don't support in any way okay and i've watched 33 movies apparently so, so far this many year films. and i've only watched five movies that i gave five stars okay Great Balls of Fire, the Jerry Lee Lewis movie. Sure. Walk the Line, the sure. Johnny Cash movie. Um, Kiki's Delivery Service. Oh, okay. Um, which I watched two times yeah. and <laughs> rated five stars both times. Yeah. And this movie, okay. which I'm giving five stars. I really liked it, just as a preface. If you don't like it, you, there's something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked New Dune, too. I liked yes. both of them. Yes. So Old Dune has something that New Dune doesn't have, which is Kyle MacLachlan, and New Dune has something that Old Dune doesn't have, which is Timmy. Little, Little Timmy. Timmy. Yeah. So, so they it both, goes both ways. Yeah. They're both very good. Yeah. So the first thing I have written, I loved I loved the intro with that yes. with that woman. Yes. Did you notice that it things. opened in the same way as Breaking Dawn Part 2? I didn't Where the know eyes open? That's just like cool. Bella. I didn't notice that. <laughs> um, yeah, I liked how it was very much like, um, like sorry to mention, I but Star Wars, yeah, that's how it starts with the opening yes, thing. Yeah, but this is cooler because there's like a, a cool talking, lady talking, and there's cool like graphics. Yeah, it's and I think way cooler. It's so helpful. It's because this is, I mean, this is sci-fi. It's yeah. a world we don't know anything about. It's the future. It's ten thousand one hundred ninety-one A.D. That's we need a crazy. little bit of explanation. Yeah, what the fuck? And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No. So I, I enjoyed that. I liked the way it started. Yeah. It was like Star Wars, but way cooler. Yeah, way way cooler. So basically, she tells us. I guess we'll do a little bit of summarizing for if you haven't seen yeah, Dune. Like. I don't really. There's like a planet that's cool and it's called Arrakis or yes. Dune. Or Dune. Uh, and it has some cool dust on it called spice. Um, and that spice is literally the most important thing that's ever existed in the world. The spice must flow. You can use it for space travel. You can use it to bend space and time. Fold, fold, fold space. Not really sure how yeah. that works, but. And it's also, it turns your eyes blue. Yes. Um, and it's cool. And it makes you hallucinate. And so basically what's going on is that there's two main families. Yes. The Atreides, which is Kyle. Yes. And the Harkonnens, which is Sting and his weird ginger family. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But we'll get to them later. And there's a prophecy. And there's a prophecy. That there's going to be a cool guy. There's going to be a cool, a a Jesus figure, essentially. They go to, we're on the planet where the Grand Emperor of the Universe lives. Yeah, and he's just some guy. He's He's literally just some fucking (laughs) guy. And this like big floating like flesh man arrives. Yeah, in a I don't sort of know who a train. Box. Like a train. Like a basically. train that opens up in sort of like a glass yeah. 
case. And the train does just come inside the building. <laughs> I don't know how it gets there. It was awesome. It just sort of moves in a sort of yeah. cool way. And now, do you know who this man was? Who was he, this yeah, flesh okay, man? Yeah, okay, so I did, I opened up the Dune Wikipedia page. Okay. Because um, I was like, who the who hell is Because I didn't guy? remember this guy from New Dune. No. Um, he is, I have written down, this guy in the tube is apparently part of the Spacing Guild. Okay. Um, so he's a cool guy, and he's the one, I believe, who is capable of folding space. Yes, they did the mention that. Um, and he has all these friends wearing kind of cool outfits, and they're all bald. Yeah. One thing I, this is, there's several what I've been calling hashtag David Lynch moments yeah. throughout this film. Yeah. This is obviously one. Yeah. But it's also one because in Twin Peaks season three, there's a big uh, glass box mm. that people sort of zoom in and out of cool. in various ways. And that reminded me of this guy. Yeah. Um, and the tube man basically says that um, they need to get rid of uh, Paul. And then he, I really liked this line. He said, I did not say this. I am not here. I, yes, I wrote that down as well. I was never here. And then the tube leaves. Yeah. The train. So, okay. We now, I think, cut to little Kyle. Yes. In his, so his home. Cute. I, okay. This is gonna, you know, reveal how much of a fucking idiot I am. <laughs> I literally thought he was like in a hotel lobby and he was dressed as a fucking concierge. <laughs> he did look like that. And so I wrote down, Kyle is so cute in his little concierge outfit with he his little so haircut cute. and his gentle little voice. Yeah. <laughs> and You're so right. I did find out later. I have written down, update. He is not a concierge. This is not a hotel lobby. He was wearing a soldier's uniform, and this is his home. Yeah, this is his home. It is his home. He does um, his hair. Awesome. It's like the Princess Diana cut. It's so cute. It's so, so good. And his little little soft face. And his his... sweet, gentle little voice. Such a little baby. An interesting thing about this film is you can hear people's thoughts. Yes. It's my favorite part of the movie. And I think it's so fun. So often you can just hear his gentle little voice. It's just quiet little voice. His gentle little thoughts. Desert planet. Desert planet. It's so, so nice. And he does. And I love the very first scene that we see him. He's like sort of. He's kind of playing on the computer yeah. like he's doing clicking and it's stuff on his little he has iPad. some kind of computer yeah. and it's sort of i don't know if when you were a kid ever played um games on like pbs.org sure. oh, like yeah, the yeah. peep in the big wide world sure. game um it looks like that and he's like clicking and it's telling giving him information yeah. about like the planet he's gonna go to and he's so excited and he's yeah. just a little baby yeah but then his these three like old men come in and there's just this really cute shot where kyle like sort of looks up and does a little smile because yeah. he can hear them and he knows who they are. He's and it's so just cute. so cute. He reminds me so much. Sorry to keep mentioning fucking Star Wars because I don't even like yeah. Star Wars anymore. Yeah. And regardless of how much I hate Star Wars, I little baby Luke Skywalker from the first movie yeah. is still it's, so... It's when there's a cute so little guy and he's a kind of a baby and yeah. he's sort of nice. And little baby Kyle in this film reminds me so much of little baby Luke Skywalker. Apparently this was Kyle's film debut. Was it really? Yeah. He did a fucking great he job. He was amazing. He was so, so good. So these three guys walk in. One of them has the craziest fucking eyebrows I've ever seen in my life. We gotta talk about the eyebrows. Yeah, um, they were insane. What's they kind of that? went like all the way up his sort of head. Yeah, they were like, protruding. Yeah, he looked kind of like an owl in and a lot of ways. And it seems to be a type of guy. Yeah, there's there other guys are other in the guys. movie that have the same eyebrows and the same weird chapped lips. Yes. And so one of the guys, I'm not even going to try to remember any of these people's yeah, names. Yeah, I don't know who these guys I are. I don't know who they, <laughs> One of them tells Kyle, like, we, it's time to fight, Kyle. Yeah, you and Kyle, practice. Kyle is like, I'm not in the mood. And the guy <laughs> says, mood is a thing for cattle. You know like what? as in moo. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I, I think, think so. that's what sure. he meant. Yeah. And then they like 
turn into these crazy like orange boxes. Yeah. <laughs> they start so fighting. In, in the new Dune movie, they have these little bracelets that are like shields and it just sort of is yeah. visible as like a sort of blue uh, aura. Perhaps Betty Cooper would be able to see it. Yeah. Uh, but in this movie, <laughs> just, they're like cubes and they're sort of like orange and brown. Yeah. They're so good. Yeah. They're so... I, like, I gasped, and I had to, like, take a moment to think about them, because they were so, so cool. It was cool. so fucking awesome. Um, and then they make him fight this, like, robot with, like, different shooting out arms yes. and lasers and things. Um, and he does an amazing job. He's yeah. so good at it. He, like, blows the robot up a little bit. I think he sets it on fire at one point. Yeah, and it's... With, like, just the power of his mind, pretty much. Yeah, the power of his mind and the power of his voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does, yeah, like, funny yelling, grunting. crazy things. It's so cool. And then... Duncan Idaho arrives. Duncan Idaho, the the man, the myth, the legend. Mm -hmm. I love Duncan Idaho, and I like how in this movie he's just a guy. Yeah, and then um, Kyle has an incomprehensible dream where like Sting is there, and he's just like, (laughs) "I will kill you." Yeah, and he says, I think this is when he says he's like dreaming, and we hear his thoughts, and he's he says, "Dune, Arrakis, Arrakis. Dune, Desert Desert Planet, planet. the Moon." Yeah. Did you notice that he had like leather sheets on his bed? I didn't. (laughs) It was the only thing I could look at. It was really interesting. Yeah. Kyle's so Kyle's mom is Jessica. (laughs) One of my favorite things about this is the names people have, like Duncan Idaho and Jessica. Yeah. And she's like. Sort of a a a, a nun, a nun like witch, non witch yeah. kind of. She like has a feeling about Kyle, I guess, that he's gonna be special. Yeah. Uh, Kyle is Paul, by the way. I don't know that we've ever actually oh, said yeah. that. Kyle, Kyle is, is Paul. Paul. We will continue to he's call Kyle. him Kyle. He's Kyle. In so my heart. get used to that. So basically, what happens is that the head nun, the Reverend Mother, which reminds me of the Sound of Music, arrives at the the planet where Kyle and his family live. Mm-hmm. She basically has this scary box, and she makes Kyle put his hand in it, and it feels like it's burning and dying, and he has to. She's holding also a scary pin, yeah, like at his neck, and if he moves, he's gonna die, yeah. Um, so he has to withstand the pain yeah. of the box. And I just, I like that it's a box. It's a box. And she says, no man has ever withstood the box. Yeah. <laughs> um, but of course Kyle withstands it. Sure. Um, and she says, no woman child even ever withstood that much. Wow. Um, so dudes rock, I guess. Then we go to the, the Harkonnens. Okay. Now, this scene was so awesome insane yeah (laughs) um there's a man with like green goggles on and his ears are like sewn up yeah that was scary i didn't really like that crazy there's this man with crazy hair he also has crazy eyebrows and he's always like yelling but like in monotone yeah i really he was cool his name i think is piter yes yeah yes um and this scene was so i was watching it and i got halfway through and i was like What's going What's on? What's happening? So I rewound and I literally written down like shot by shot what happened. And I'd like to go over Let's it because it. this yeah. was the craziest shit I've ever seen. The madness sort of starts with there, there's this guy doing like surgery on the, the Baron's face. The yes. Baron's just this big man with like nasty skin. And everyone in the scene is a ginger. Everyone in the scene is a ginger. Except for Piter. Except for Piter. And so he's like poking his face with a needle. Yeah. And so he says, put the pick in there, Pete. <laughs> and then... And wait, what did? Oh fuck! Put the pi- put the pick in there, Pete. And then something. Fuck! I forgot to write down the whole <laughs> quote, but he says something that rhymes. Oh, cool! So it starts, and you Baron know, Baron Harkonnen says that. No, no, no. The man who's doing the poking man poking okay. on his face. Cool. He says something. I wish I had written down the quote correctly, uh-huh. but it, it rhymes. It does rhyme. That's nice. Um, and then after that, so the owl man, he just walks across the room. Yep. <laughs> Raban, who's one of the characters, he's the big nephew, the big guy. So. 
Duke Harkonnen has Baron Harkonnen has two nephews. Yeah. One is Sting. Yeah. Being so cool. Yeah. <laughs> and the other one is Raban, who's big. Yes. Basically. So Raban crushes a bug mm-hmm. in a contraption. Okay. He yeah. drinks the juice. Oh, yeah, he drinks it. And he says, ah. <laughs> he then throws the contraption into a trough of boiling water on the ground. Yes. Or blood, maybe? Not sure. The Baron laughs. <laughs> Cut to Sting. He's just sitting there. <laughs> He's so cool. The man poking the Baron's nasty skin with a needle says, You are so beautiful, my Baron. Your skin, love to me. Your diseases, lovingly cared for, for all eternity. Yeah. A sad little man dressed in all white walks in carrying a handful of flowers. <laughs> he places them on a table in the corner. He is being held at gunpoint. <laughs> Baron starts giving an incredibly passionate speech where he's just sort of screaming. Yeah. Raban starts laughing. Mm-hmm. The Baron s- smacks a button on his chest and floats up to the ceiling while laughing as dramatic music plays. <laughs> he then starts floating down. There's a close-up of his feet. <laughs> Black goo starts coming out of his body. Yeah, hate when that happens. And he starts floating toward the sad flower boy. He kills the flower boy. Yep. Sting laughs. Well, the scene ends. Can you clarify how he kills the flower he boy? He pulls a plug <laughs> out of his heart. And he just like bleeds and to death. And he bleeds to death. Um, which is cool. Yeah. Of course. One thing I liked about this scene is that all the walls in the room are the exact color of like a green, a green screen. green screen, yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah. Um, um, the flying, Baron Harkonnen flying is, it's awesome. Amazing. It's so, so cool. Sting was so cool. Sting I liked, he just so sort of cool. sat there the he whole scene, in, but he but took my cool breath away. Way. Yeah, he was awesome. I like, I didn't know, I didn't recognize Sting. I had to look mm. up like, who is this insanely yeah, cool Sting. man? And it's, it's Sting. Yeah. Amazing, yeah. My amazing sister um, has a shirt that she bought from a thrift store that just says, I am the man Sting for life on it. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So after this, the Trades, um go to Arrakis with a lot of very cool flying in space yeah. special effects. The tube guy from before, the weird sort of alien creature, mm. uh, he flies into his cube yeah. and shoots something out of his mouth. I think he's folding space. Hashtag David Lynch moment. Right. Um, and then so Kyle and his dad are going to go fly on a little spaceship and watch the spice be harvested. Yes. Um, and Kyle's absolute first question that he asks on this trip is, will we see a worm? Yeah, he's really interested in <laughs> the worm. Which worms. is what we're all asking. Yeah, and then they're trying, they see a worm coming and they try to warn the spice har- harvesters. They're like, hey guys, there's a worm coming. And they're like, okay, no problem. And one of these guys is fucking David Lynch. It's David, baby. David, David, David. He's he, <laughs> David, David, <laughs> you've David. literally written David, David, David. <laughs> yeah, David Lynch cameo. He's in there. I don't remember what he said. He's like, but he's we like, have to get the spice. Yeah, I'm David Lynch. <laughs> and he has this crazy David Lynch voice. But- Kyle's dad is like telling him, "No, like this, your life is more important, more important than, than the spice." spice. Um, um, they save David, which I think is very nice. They do. They save all of them. Um, this scene was maybe a little more exciting in the new movie. Yeah, where well, Kyle, not Kyle, excuse me, little Timmy. <laughs> Timmy. He's out like in the desert. Yeah, um, he like, runs out. He runs out and he's like hallucinating crazy shit yeah. while the worm is coming. Right. Um, in this version, Kyle just stays. He in stays the, in there. In the plane. Yeah, but which is fine. It's safer in there. Yeah. So Kyle goes back. Um, home and he has a little snack. Mm-hmm. Um, some kind of weird 
They look like sort of pale Cheetos, but there's only five of them and he eats one. Um, but then a little evil needle yep. comes out of his wall yep. and is trying to attack him, but apparently can only attack him if he moves. See, and now this is some, some this is a place where I think old Dune actually succeeded more than new Dune because you could hear him in his thoughts saying like, it'll only get me if I move. Right. In new Dune, I had no fucking what idea what was happening. That? I was like, why is he just standing there? Right. Does he even know this right. thing is in the so room? So the thought thing I think is a great mechanism. I yeah. think it should be in more movies. Right. So he he stays very still and then he catches the needle so it doesn't um, hurt the housekeeper and then in return she tells him that there's a traitor there's a traitor in their midst but then later that night Kyle's dad finds the housekeeper from, from before and she's dead yeah and then uh, Kyle's dad gets shot by the family Dr. doctor Yue. Yeah. Dr. Yue who is the traitor um, who has also deactivated the shields around the uh, fort yeah um, uh, so the Harkonnens can attack. Yeah, and he tells him, he's like, dude, like, I, you, I'm going to replace one of your teeth with a poison tooth. Yes. So when you inevitably get captured by the Baron, you can kill yourself by chomping down on that tooth and also kill the Baron. Right, because he'll breathe in the bad gas yeah. that comes out of the tooth. Um, which is a cool way yeah. to do an assassination. Yeah. I liked to the very end of this scene, just sort of zoomed in on Dr. Yui's mouth and he was just chanting, the tooth, the tooth, the, the, tooth, tooth, the tooth. tooth. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. Um, so then, but then the Atreides fort blows up and the Harkonnens invade, which is really too bad. Uh, Duncan Idaho comes back, immediately gets shot yeah, in the head. Yeah. Uh, much less, like, epic death. In in New Dune, it's like a whole it's awesome. drawn out yeah. thing. It's very cool. But he basically just gets shot in the head in this one. Paul and Jessica, I'm sorry, Kyle and Jessica yeah. are in the ship with some Harkonnens. Paul uses the voice. The voice. Which we haven't talked about yet. Yeah. It's a magic voice. Magic voice. It, it literally, again, Star Wars, this exact same thing oh, is like in Jedi Star Wars. Oh, mind tricks. Yeah. So, but it's cool. But this one is this cooler one. because it's called The Voice and yeah. it sounds crazy. And <laughs> there's a really good moment where Kyle is steering the uh, spaceship. Yeah. Looking really like distressed and like worried. And his mom is like full out in depression mode. Yeah. And he says, it's under control. It's under control. <laughs> Which is really cute. Yeah, he's got it. Meanwhile, um, Kyle's dad does chomp down on the tooth, but he kills Piter instead of yeah, like, the Baron. Yeah, like, come on, dude. He only had one job. Yeah. Paul and his... Kyle. <coughs> Kyle and his mom are in the desert, and the mo- they can sense that their the dad has died, and yes. so the mom's, yep. like, really mad about it. And Paul... Kyle, he literally is, like, he doesn't care, and he's, like, he says... Where are my feelings? Where are my feelings? Because he's like, why don't my dad just got killed and <laughs> I don't so give a cool. shit. What the hell? And then he has another like hallucination, but it's he, it's because he looks at the moon, which is the moon from his dreams. Yeah. Um, but his new hallucination includes uh, what I've described as baby slop. Mm. It's a baby in some red in some slop. slop. Yeah. Um, and that is, of course, his baby sister. Yeah. His his thoughts are just so thrilling. Um, like I love. He says the worm spice. <laughs> Is there a relationship? <laughs> the whole, the th- I can't get over how good the thoughts are. Yeah. I just love hearing everyone's thoughts. It makes yeah. it easy to know what's going on. And it also adds a little bit of fun. Yeah. A little bit of uh, spice. Yeah. If you will. Kyle and his mom are, they're like, they're in the forbidden zone. Yeah. And they, um, they have to get out of it. And right. Kyle says, we have to get to that rock. And then they walk like 10 steps. And then he says, it's further than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> And they're worried that a worm is going to find yeah. him, of course. He puts down a worm thumper to yes. distract the worm. But the worm finds him the anyway. The worm finds him anyway. I liked the very cool, like, lightning bolt. Yeah. Um, worm lightning. Worm mouth thing. Um, they end up in this cave away from the worm, and a new guy pops up. Did you notice? Did you notice? Who that guy was? It's Big Fucking Ed. It's Big Fucking Ed oh, from Twin Fucking Big Peaks. Big Ed. Big Ed. Big Ed. 
he is in charge of the Fremen or something. Yeah. I love Big Ed. Big Ed's so I, awesome. Big Ed is one of the best characters on Twin Peaks. I think he's so cool. I love his gas station. I would do anything to be able to go there. Mm-hmm. And I love Norma. Mm-hmm. And um, his crazy wife. Yes, Nadine. Nadine. Nadine is awesome. Nadine is so fun. Nadine awesome. is so cool in season three, too. She invents really? a business. Oh, my God. I need to watch season Oh, no. Three. She doesn't invent a business. She um, Nadine has a, a drape shop. Which is very cute. Oh, yeah, good for her. Yeah, so Big Ed is there, and he decides to team up with Paul and Jessica. And this is one of my favorite parts when Paul gets to pick out some new names for yeah. himself. <laughs> so first, Big Ed gives him a name that he says is his secret name. Yeah, it's like Usul. Yes, or something. But then he's like, "But you need a name like that everyone can know." Yeah, and Kyle is like thinking, and he's like, what do you call that mouse shadow that's on your moon? And Big Ed says, Muad'Dib. And Kyle says, I want that to be my name. Yeah. And I think it's so cute that he's like, I want to be like the mouse that's on the moon. Yeah. And then there's a scene, another scene of the Baron. Mm-hmm. We go back to the Baron. Yeah. He's like flying around in circles. He's, he's like screaming. So, so fast. He's cackling like a madman. And then Raban enters and he rips a hunk of meat off of like an entire cow, cow. that's it's hanging like the from the ceiling. Cow's tongue, I think. Yeah, I don't know it. what that was all about. And there's about. these little um, midgets okay. with chainsaws. Are there? Like, Holy yeah, shit. chainsawing the cow. Didn't even notice that. And it's that. sort of, um, we were talking, the two of us were talking about little Timmy the other day um, and about his sort of some of his future endeavors, including Wonka, yeah. <laughs> which apparently is the story of how Willy Wonka met the Oompa, Oompa Loompas. Loompas. And I was thinking if this was New Dune and they had that scene in it and it was kyle yeah that it would sort of be a foreshadowing or, t- or little timmy of uh, yeah little timmy and there were the little guys who were like the oompa loompas yeah which is probably offensive it was the 80s yeah How this would be do like that in the new one i wonder who are the oompa loompas going to be played by are they going to be fully Maybe cgi well i was seeing um you know peter dinklage the sure world's most famous little person yeah he was saying because they're making a new snow white okay and he was saying can you guys please stop like making like movies about dwarves yeah. that are like that say dwarves like live in little cottages in the yeah. wood and are miners yeah. and are very old and have one defining trait that is also their name. Yeah. And everyone got really mad at him for that, but Aww. he's I mean he's right. Yeah, he's right. Um so I don't know if you, that's a good question yeah. if they'll find little people who are actually orange to be the oompa loompa <laughs> right <laughs> or just do some CGI magic. Right. Interesting. We'll they see. should. They should be children, maybe. Yeah. Children are short. Yeah. And famously, really good at acting. Yeah, such good actors. Although in this movie, holy Jesus Christ, we we're can't. Get we into can't that. do it yet. We can't yeah. do it yet. Uh. So yeah, he rips off a piece oh of my God, meat wait. from the cow, and then what? What's I just up? love. I love what happens next. Yeah. Um. I wait. I, sorry. I try. I've written stink instead of stink. Oh, stink. <laughs> um. Stink enters, and he's like fully naked he's in and like, he's, like a futuristic in speedo yeah and that's like made of weird tubes yeah i don't know what he that comes was out all of, like, about a steam shower i don't think he said anything he either just, he, he just, just stands sort of there he looks awesome <laughs> he looks so good yeah and baron harkonnen like does like a face and he's like mm. <laughs> yeah he's interested. and then he promises to give sting a raucous stink in the future <laughs> and it's like what is the Baron in love with his nephew? I don't know. Is what is going on I'm here. I'm not sure. But whatever it was, I liked it. Was it. Awesome. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. And so then Kyle's mom drinks the water of life. Yes. And she become... becomes the new Reverend Mother. Yep. 
And it also her daughter is born instantly after that, <laughs> yeah. and also possesses all the power and knowledge of, of the, the Reverend, Reverend mother, mother, which is so cool for a baby. Pretty Congrats sweet to her. Um, and then we're back with the Harkonnens. <laughs> so in crazy. Scene. I don't know if you know what was going on in the scene because I did not. But I, I here's what I have. Okay. Um, Sting and his uncle give a cat duct taped to a rat, like in a box, to the eyebrow guy who lived with the Atreides. <laughs> yeah. And. I they I don't I just I just don't know okay, what no, that here's, was. Here's what happened. So I have written stink again by accident. <laughs> <laughs> He's carrying. I'm like it's a it's it's a it's yeah it's a cat duct tape. I didn't notice the rat. I guess yeah, there was a there rat was like in a there. Yeah, a rat duct taped. But they were to the in cat. this sort of like crazy electrical contraption yeah. made of tubes and stuff. Yeah. And he gives it to the guy, and they tell him that they've poisoned him. Uh huh. And the only way he can survive. He has to milk okay, the cat. Okay, that's what I thought they said. Every day, <laughs> because the cat contains an antidote to the poison that they've given him. And I've just have this scene should have been in the fucking new movie because yes. it was awesome. Well, none of these guys, none of these people were in the fade, new movie. The nephews weren't in the new one. They should have just had Sting in there. They should have brought Sting back. Um, oh, Kyle meets his GF that he's been having dreams about. Sure. Um, and they're like they're instantly in love. Yep. And then he decides he wants to destroy all spice production. Yep. And also, he's going to train the Fremen to be yeah. warriors in the weirding way. Yeah, and and he the tr- the training he employs is awesome because he so just good. sort of has a big stone obelisk. <laughs> yeah, and, and he's he like, tells this is the them the hardest stone. Yeah, he's on the he planet. tells them to kick it and punch it and yell at it. <laughs> and then they're like, obviously fail. And then he's like, let me do it. And then he yells at it with his crazy voice, and it just explodes. Yeah. Oh, and he finds out while he's training them, he finds out that his name he picked Muad'Dib is um, oh, a yes. killing word yes. in the in the special like la- language the i guess way. yeah um that can explode things and he's he's like looking thoughtfully at the camera and it's his thoughts and he's like my name is a killing word yeah which is of course awesome pretty cool <laughs> paul and big ed they ride a big worm <gasps> yes, yes, yes. like a giant worm like the, the biggest worm yeah and in the desert well obviously it's so it's so cool i thought they were gonna fight the worm i thought the worm oh. was an enemy but then he they like climb on top yeah. of it and all the friends come and there's like this really cool song yeah when awesome riding like the worm. rock music is playing um and it's just really really cool yeah uh, they start fighting the harkonnens um, and destroying the spice harvesting with the power of worms and also with desert power. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Kyle decides he wants to drink the water yes. of life. So, yeah, they, they t- like tie him up in the desert. In the desert. Um, His and mom he, just drank it on a couch. Yeah, but no, they have to tie him up and like drop him in the middle of the desert. Yeah. And he, he does. He drinks the water of life and he trips balls. He does. And he has um, such thoughts as, <laughs> the worm is the spice. The spice is the, the worm. worm. Now I truly control the worm. And the spice. And he sort of, like, he cries a little bit of blood. Yeah. Um, and every, the worms come and, like, watch. And they yeah, form a there's, circle, like, a which shit really ton cool. of worms. Um, his mom and his sister get bloody noses. I think his mom dies. Does she? Because I think that's what happens when the, a new person. Sure. And she's also not in the rest of the movie. kind of fucked up, um, Kyle. And Kyle does enter the zone that no one else could go to. There's, yeah. like, weird circles and stuff. And then the tube man. Mm. Uh, disappears. Mm-hmm. We see him like sort of vanish, mm-hmm. and then Kyle wakes up and yells, "Father, father! The sleeper has awo- awakened." Yep. Which reminded me of father. <laughs> when can I? <laughs> when can I leave and be on my own? I have the whole world to see. Oh my god! Of Pinocchio fame. Yeah, you're right. They plant a lot of thumpers, and this is sort of the battle of the five armies portion of the film from Hobbit, because yeah. um, everyone's coming together to do a big battle. The emperor, this is my favorite line, perhaps in the whole movie, 
uh, says, bring in that floating fat bring man. Bring in that floating fat man, yep. He beheads the big nephew. Anything? All I have is bring in that floating fat man. Nice. And then I yeah. have Paul's like creepy little sister shows up. And yes. she just fully has the voice of an adult woman. She's so cool. Yeah. Can I? Okay. This potentially big reveal. Okay. Kyle's sister is played by Alicia Witt. Okay. Does that name mean anything to Does you? Does not, no. What if I said, have you ever seen the Hallmark Christmas movie? Oh A Very Merry Mix-Up where they pick up the wrong woman from the airport and she accidentally joins this family i haven't have you seen one where there's a list of christmas activities to do and she the woman helps the guy do them that sounds like every single one but there's, it's called so. the christmas list and there's an actual list um it's possible. Have you seen <laughs> Christmas on Christmas Tree Lane, which I she haven't. owns a record store, and there's a bad businessman who's going to tear it down? I don't think so. <laughs> Have you seen... <laughs> My point is, Alicia Witt is a star yeah. of the Hallmark Christmas okay. movie. So I probably have seen probably, her. She, she has I've red seen... hair. Okay. She's my favorite. Um, for my listeners who don't know, I'm sort of a connoisseur of the Hallmark Christmas yeah. movie, and they do have sort of a recur- it's sort of Shakespearean in that they have a like a troupe yes. of actors who are in most of the movies, and, and a lot Witt, of them are Riverdale actors. Yeah, too. Alicia Witt is by far, far and away the best Hallmark leading Let woman. Me Google her real quick. Yeah, I I, th- I feel like you might recognize her if you see her. I don't recognize her, but no. she looks cool. Yeah, she's awesome. Love her. She did so, so well in this movie. And she's wearing a little outfit that makes it so she's just a little round yeah. head, which is so cute. Yeah. And then she, like, attacks the Baron, and he gets sucked out the window and straight into a worm. Yeah, like, he, into like, the worm's like mouth. a balloon. Like, yes. he floats away, yes. and he gets simply sucked into a worm's mouth, and then everyone cheers. Yeah. And then um, Paul fights Sting. Who? Stink. Who fights Stink? Uh, Kyle fights Stink. And (laughs) he just stabs him right in the throat. He does. He stabs him. It took me until this scene to see that Sting's outfit was not black, but green, Mm. which I really, I appreciate. Mm -hmm. I love a green outfit. But before Kyle uh, kills him, Sting Sting does bite his finger. Yes. Which is fun. Yeah. And then Kyle also cracks the floor with the power of his voice. Yeah. And then he epically, he makes it rain in the desert yeah, for the first time ever. so nice. With just the power of The power love of and love. The voiceover says, now he's the hand of God. Yeah. Where there's war, he'll bring peace. Where there's hate, he will bring love. He's just Jesus which now. Is so beautiful. He's literally just Jesus. I do. I have, I've heard whisperings that uh, Kyle Dune's uh, future is not so bright and he does... He's okay, but maybe the things he does to other people is not okay. Yikes. Yeah, and then there was a really awesome credit sequence yes. with like a crazy, like translucent, like headshot of every character in alphabetical order. In alphabetical <laughs> order next to their actor's name. It was name. so good. So fucking so, cool. So so good. Yeah. And that's the end. That's the end of the film. Oh, something we didn't talk about is all the little funny poems that people are always reciting to themselves. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The whole fear, fear is, is the, mind the mind killer, killer. thing, which I did. Um, say to myself this morning when I was really frightened to take my um, Did it help? driving test and it helped. Wow. I read that whole quote and I was like, yes, I'm just like Kyle Dune. Oh, that's awesome. I'm going to be okay. But I do think I like that when in moments of distress, they all seem to have sort of little poems to say to themselves. Yeah. That's something that I do sometimes. Yeah. My only problem with this movie is that it wasn't long enough. Okay. <laughs> Here's the thing. I think that the beginning 
amazing. Yeah. But it started to feel it a did, little rushed. It did. Yes, I agree. I think two parts um, was would have been worth consideration. Yeah. Um, because I want the f- I want the full David Lynch Dune experience, and I wonder if the director's cut or whatever is the director's longer. cut is significantly longer. So yes. I would like to see that. I you think. Sh- yeah, I think it would probably be worth it. Um, I have to admit, I'm not proud of it. I did watch most of this movie on two times speed because <laughs> it was long. Yeah, very long. And I, I took a break in the middle. I yeah, I did I watch the whole it. thing in one sitting, but I yeah. did have to put it on <laughs> two times speed. That's okay. No, but I did enjoy it. Yeah, a lot I of think really fun it stuff. sort of reminds me. Have you seen any of the the Ten Commandments or like Lawrence of Arabia? Mm-mm. These very very long sort of biblical technicolor epics sure. that are like four hours long and they're so good and they're so long. It reminded me of that with like some of the sets and the special effects, and that's my favorite kind of movie to be honest. Yeah. So I really liked it. I think two parts, David, if you're listening, come back, come back. Yeah, I just I loved this movie a lot, and I I'll watch it again for sure someday. Yeah, I'd like to watch the it. Director's cut, you perhaps on a, a big screen, a TV mm-hmm. instead of just my laptop. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a visual feast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I I like I honestly don't understand why so many people hate it. Right, like it's long and strange, but so are a lot of other things. Yeah, that and people it's not like. it's not bad. No, like it's, it was I fun. was reading the Wikipedia, like the reception category, and every single thing was like, this is the worst movie that's ever been made. It's yeah, awful. that's what my dad it's terrible. was terrible. It's so, so bad. And I just, I don't see it. I don't see it. No. Only love for David and for Kyle mm-hmm. and for Big Ed. Mm-hmm. And one of the um, one of the Harkonnen guys is uh, Pete from Twin Peaks. Is he really? Yeah, who's, there's a fish in, a par- in the percolator. Yeah. That's him. Yeah. Oh, wait, one more thing. Okay. It's Oscar weekend. I, I, you know, a lot of people are saying that it's kind of weird that a movie from 1984 is nominated right. to win Oscar. Right. But I, I think Dune can do it. I think Dune can do it. Um, so that's my official Oscar prediction. Okay. Best picture, Dune. 1984. 1984. Um, and now, a segment. A segment. One of my favorite things is to read YouTube comments. Of course. Um, as a child, I used to, like, get into fights with people in the YouTube comments <laughs> about really, like... I never would have been brave enough to, really, like, comment oh, on it. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I got into a lot of fights with people about... That's so just funny. ...inconsequential things. And so what I've done is I've collected um, 12... <laughs> Great. ...YouTube comments that I found just in the past couple of weeks um, leading up to this segment nice. and all of them I found you know in the past few weeks except for the first one which I found um, it looks like November 28th 2021 okay but I do want to start with it because it's important it's yeah. from a it's a Michael Buble video oh. and so this comment says from neat chip one two three says he being Michael Buble actually used to act he was in an episode of the X-Files before he was famous I think the one about the sailors who get radiation burns from an alien <laughs> um, and then Someone responded to this and said, yep, he got fired for eating a hot dog from the craft table. (laughs) (laughs) What? How could he get fired for that? He got fired for eating a fucking hot dog. Um, That's one of my favorite things. That's a really, really good one. This one from, don't ask me why I was doing this, but I was watching, I was watching the YouTube video for Sicko Mode. I don't remember why. I think I was just curious because I think that's a great title and I was just Well, I'm always, I don't. I'm always saying I'm going to go sicko mode. Yeah. I, I haven't even heard the song, I don't Yeah, think. and so I kind of wanted to just see what was going on, and I found a song called Jack Sparrow Arcs 76 
and it just simply says, this song makes me goosebumps every time. You know what? Me too. This song <laughs> makes me goosebumps this song every makes me time. Goosebumps. <laughs> and then the final 10 comments that I found are all from videos of um, like country music songs. Mm-hmm. Because for our country music class that we're in, we have to listen to a lot of songs. Our professor has created a youtube playlist for us a great videos that we have to go through and listen to all the songs so the rest of these are from those sorts of videos so first we have it's an Ernest tub song Mm -hmm. and a comment from octane oracle (laughs) that says this kind of old-time country music keeps me sane in these crazy times yeah yeah so true um and then same video there's a comment uh, something along the lines of like i'm 15 and i love this song or whatever (laughs) and someone responded like I'm right here alongside you, pal, 15 and listening to Willie's Roadhouse Daily. And then immediately after that, someone commented, yeah, mang, diddly ding, diddly doong. <laughs> Here's a song, um, uh, Slowly by Webb Pierce. Uh-huh. A I commenter named, actually, there's three here, three right in a row. So from Peggy Bagley, <laughs> damn, with no N. This is great shit. Shit is capitalized. Nice. Kind of Greg, Greg Kelly. Kelly moment. Um, immediately after that from Joy Huntley. That was friggin' terrible. <laughs> I remember when my mom and dad and their fiends used to sing this song <laughs> and it sounded beautiful. I used to sing it better than that in a band in Picton, New wow. Zealand. Um, and then immediately after that from Chloe Kate Begg. None of these are creepy. <laughs> what? <laughs> None of these are creepy. <laughs> Yeah, Chloe Kate Bag so. does have a horse profile picture, oh. which I like. Peggy Bagley has, it seems like a selfie, but it is sideways. Cool. Here's a song from Hank Thompson. Now keep that in mind. This is Hank, a Hank Thompson song. Mm-hmm. Earl Slot, the queen of country music. Yeah, he <laughs> set was. Set the standard to follow. <laughs> Earl Slot is an amazing name. Yeah. <laughs> Here's um, a Buck Owens song. Buck. Um, from a man named Caleb, it just says, "Haha, where's Ha-ha. the love button? L O V B O T T O N. Where is the love button? Where's the love button? I'm always asking that when I'm seeing Buck Owens because, yeah. folks, I'm a Buck Owens head. I've gone Buck Owens mode. Buck okay. off. Here's a um, the song um, Amy from Pure Prairie League. Yes. Um, from Richard Kobe made me. Period. Go get a pair of boots and hat. Period. <laughs> um okay and these are so i found a lot of comments on these videos of people just sort of divulging like their entire sort of life stories or like a really long paragraph of them explaining a really specific event in their lives that no one else could possibly relate to so i have three of these so first of all from audio hipster this is on another buck owens Mm -hmm. video and this was posted six years ago this comment wow this reminds me of my dad coming home from Roseland Tavern with a pile of oysters, the smell of whiskey and perfume. Wow, those were the days families stayed together. 2016? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Well, you can have it all. Dot, dot, dot. Hell, take it there in a handbasket, if you will. Smiley face. Buck Owens. Dot, dot, dot. Hell, the kids nowadays don't know who Grand Funk is? Question mark, question mark, question mark. What the funk? Cheers, my friend. Dot, dot, dot. Love you, man. What's... <laughs> Do you think he was writing that to Buck Owens? I don't know. Love you, man. Um, but there's more. So oh, God. Uh, Bill Burkett replied to this person and said, Oysters in Ohio? Whoa. <laughs> 
An audio hipster responded, well, in the 1965 era, the fried oysters in Ohio ruled, dot, dot, dot. Of course, I was barley out of diapers, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> but I do know in 2016, dot, dot, dot. I'm going to stop saying the dot, dot, dots, but just so you know, they're after every single sentence. <laughs> Hell, it is eat at your own risk. And forget about the feds, FDA, or USDA giving us truth in labeling. That's true. I do remember how good and huge the oysters were from the Ohio beer joints. A shame we now have to look at a chart to see who many crawfish we can eat from our own backyard <laughs> creek before we reach contamination. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> yeah. So, a lot That's going on really, really, there. There's so many amazing, interesting, cool, awesome people out yeah, there. there really are, and they all live in the YouTube comments. There was, this reminds me of when I was in my um, Paddington Bear era, that I was watching a lot of Paddington videos on YouTube, and most of the comments were like, uh, oh my god, this, the cinematography in this movie is so amazing. When Paddington finds a family, the uh, lost part of the lost and found sign uh, stops being lit up. And I was like, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. But there was one woman who commented on every Paddington video I could yeah. find her. Her name was Virginia, and it was always like, what a nice little bear. Yeah. I love looking at him. Yeah. <laughs> She's the only one That's I respect. so true. Okay, and I have one final... Nope, I have two final two Great. final comments. So this is jumping back to um, the song Amy mm-hmm. from Pure Prairie League, and that's important because a lot of people a lot of people in the captions were like, I'm named after this song. My name is Amy yeah. because of this song, etc. And so here's a comment from Fast Eddie Love Muffin. Okay. Yeah. being na- Okay, I'm also... This one, I'm not going to say all of the dot, dot, dots or the hyphens, but okay, just know there's everywhere. a dot, dot, dot or an M dash, which he's made out of two hyphens, sometimes three hyphens. Mm-hmm. Um, after essentially every single sentence. Great. So, just so you know. Yeah. Being named after this song. Pretty cool. All I got is this is yet another for me. Coming of age song from the 70s. And a friend, a vagabond, bon vivant, college dropout, living on the edge. Okay. You probably get the picture. I don't, but thank you. <laughs> he was hired on as a local roadie when Pure Prairie League did a concert at St. Mary's in Winona, Minnesota. Winona, Minnesota. All I got. But somehow, I think that's cool. By the way, this friend, rest in peace, oh, no. was at was at St. Mary's because he dropped out of the University of Illinois, didn't tell his parents, and went to live went to live with another friend at St. Mary's. Hitched up there, of course. Rest in peace, Mike Gombas. That's the R. whole comment. Um, That's a really good one. I just liked how, like, why are you... Why? Thank you. Why? 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 <laughs> and then after that, my final comment from Mark Wood just simply says, not sure what to say. That and about I sums it up. Think that about sums Mark. it up. Mark. So those are those are some really really good ones that I found. I will definitely continue. Yeah, I think this will be a recurring them. segment. Definitely, because um, I haven't been in a big like YouTube phase of mm-hmm. my life, but I I have no doubts that I will be someday yes, soon. Sure. Um, and it's good when things come up to have an outlet to express. Yeah. Much like I see this podcast as our YouTube comment. Pretty much on is. the world yeah. on the on the vid- on the YouTube video that is the world. So true. Ever think of that? Is that it? I think so. Great. Well, thank you. This is we've been recording for quite some time. Yeah. Please follow us on oh, Instagram sure. and Twitter at Talkie Talkie Pod. Send us an email, please. I don't for know why fuck's I leaned sake. forward. Yeah. <laughs> Send us an email. Send us an email now. Now. We're at right now. You're right already on your phone now. listening to the fucking podcast. Send us a Open your email. fucking email app and send us an email. We don't care what it Talkie says. TalkieTalkiePod at gmail.com. That's right. That's all we have for you That's today. That's all we got. I'm going to go watch figure skating Yay. for the rest of the day. going to meet up with my good friend, Mark. Alright, bye. 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 b